Kaboom. Case, your booms are so much worse than my booms. There's such lack in emphaticism. They lack boomage. Lackluster. Lackluster, the word you were looking for right there? I wasn't the word I was looking for. Welcome back, everyone. Episode number 92, Reggie White episode. Uh, we are inching our way towards the Century Club, but our favorite Century Club of this pod, my number. Wow. That didn't oh, take Come on. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I don't even think we got the 92 seconds before his. Did he get the 9.2? Hey, so Case, your boobs are so pathetic. Hey, Chloe. Uh, unbelievable. I'm going to rejoin in like 24 seconds. You know what I was thinking? Oh, yeah. I know, Mike. Your internet cut up. It's fine. <laughs> and it cut up again. <laughs> it cut up during like your one part where you're needed. <laughs> He just keeps freezing. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Like, wait is... for the playback. I put in a really good boom for you. <laughs> okay, so if this is 92 and we're at week eight, that means by the time we get to the end of the season, we'll be at episode 100. Where does it sync up, Pete? What week? Is It would be a playoff week, would it? Uh, yeah, it well, might be like 92 and we're eight away at week nine. That puts us to 17. It might be a Super Bowl preview. It is. Oh that's my pretty, god, how would that? That's pretty cool. I just realized that that's pretty sick. What's what do they call what there's a word for that? Uh oh Mike, you're live. What did I miss? There feels like there was a good point that it just I don't understand how my internet literally cut episode up one hundred is going to be the Super Bowl preview. How about that? Uh, what's your prediction? Scared, scared scared this? Is that the word? Steve, it feels like right now it's a march towards you being in that Super Bowl preview. Please confirm. We'll mm -hmm. see. We'll see. All right. Well, the whole gang's back. Reverse I was on time tonight, kind of. A little late, kind of. And then my internet cut out. So really picking this one up where we left off. And we're really excitedly going to talk about Kevin Breen beating me and getting yeah. out of the hole. <laughs> is that why uh, your internet isn't good? Was no, I don't, I don't know what happened to my I don't know what happened to my Speaking of cutting out, Michael cut out of playing this week as Breen gets his first victory of the year. Says the guy with the lowest score of the week. Oh, I had an awful week. Yeah, I think we all would have lost to Breen. Except, hey, Pete, what kind of sandwich is that? Ham and cheese. Hey, Pete, when you were in elementary school, what was your typical go-to cold lunch option that would get passed? Never, never had cold lunch. Janet DeLuca was not making my lunch. Dollar wait a second. Dollar fifty every day. So wait a second. You're telling me when you went to Brookside Elementary School, you had hot lunch every day? I never once brought lunch to school. Hot dollar, dollar, dollar twenty-five every single day. Top three right now. Favorite hot lunch meals at Milford High School. Go. Chicken deluxe sandwich, number one. Uh, bread bowl, chili, uh, chicken pot pie in the bread bowl, number two. And uh, fajita burrito day, number three. Thank mm. you. Steve, do those still hold up now as the only person who gets to eat those repeatedly at school? <laughs> the chicken deluxe is still there, but I don't know if it's really deluxe anymore. It's a chicken. It was lettuce and tomato. What about oh, the yeah. uh, boneless... Uh, Barbecue spare rib, whatever. Chris that thing. Oh. The, the Chris Filani special. The new, you know what's the new hot thing? Stuffed shells. Oh. Acai bowls. Pete, what? remember the stuff? Remember the stuffed shells? Oh my god! Oh, they so had chicken good. parm today. 
Mm. Best lunch, best lunch ever. Like you tell people, I told people in college and people in Baltimore, my high school lunch was the bomb. <laughs> so it's unbelievable. I remember, like the kids today, are like, oh, this lunch is terrible. I mean, you got a deli line, you got a hot line, you got a salad oh. line, you got two options. Like it's a like a college and great vending machines. It's so and great vending machines. Great yeah. vending. The thing about it too is like sometimes when you were caught between, you always went to Shout the fries. Out Joe Kalele. What's the skinny fries. The skinny always. fries are so good. Always. Oh, Steve, what's, Steve, what's the cost of hot lunch these days? Double every day. Three dollars. Well, hold on. Actually, it's free. But if you want to double, you got to pay the three. So every lunch is every lunch is free. Amazing. Well, that's amazing. Do they still have the sideline on the left where you can go get pretzels? snack bar oh no mike that it's completely revamped now the sideline is a wrap line so you can either get cold cuts or uh like a crispy chicken wrap they have ice creams slushes sounds like a club oh remember they had the soft serve machine yeah there? i remember Still there slush and ice cream i think, we're, still, I think we're starting Today to peel back, i think we're starting to peel back the onion and figure out why devito has these luscious calves based <laughs> on his diet every day he gets free chicken sandwiches <laughs> No, I don't know. Right, I, I got one last question on hot lunch, then we'll transition to our uh, review of week number eight, whatever garbage last week was. Turkey fricassee, are we in or are we out? Oh, it was the worst one. They had that last week. I knew that was one of your favorites, Mike. I hated the turkey. Fr- I never get the turkey fricassee. You always used to talk about that. No, I hate that. I couldn't believe people like turkey fricassee. Exactly. I'm, I'm with you, Mike. And the, and the thing that was weird about it was they did mashed potatoes and then they would smush it down and then scoop the turkey fricassee in it. It was the gross. A little bowl. No, the chicken pot pie in the bread bowl, thousand percent, or the chili in the bread bowl, million times. Chili in the bread bowl was good. Double, double me up every day. Chili in the bread bowl was good. Hard being the rest of the little chicken dip was earlier this week. I can't believe you never brought cold lunch, Pete. That is remarkable. My mom mom legitimately would like bitch me out every morning. She'd be like, I have to go to work too. You make your own lunch if you want to go. I'd be like, holy crap. You know, my mother used to pack me and I would leave it in my locker for weeks on end. (laughs) What? Tuna fish. Oh, <laughs> I remember Uncle Billy used to make Andy the best lunches, and I remember I used to eat them all the time. <laughs> you, ever trade, trade, you had to trade your sides, like trade your snacks, right? Like that was a big thing at lunch. Right? Tuna fish. Take a bag upon bags of tuna fish. Tuna fish. Greg Andriola would be like, "Dude, your locker stinks." I'd be like, "Well, get over it, Greg Andriola." All right. Well, speaking of. Speaking of tuna fish, let's get to this garbage of canned tuna that we had in week eight. Pete, give us a little bit of a review on what the league saw, some numbers, some booms. Hey, Pete, can we do the thing where we guess? I like that. Sure. Thanks. <laughs> Boom of the week. Who got it? Christian. Christian. 186.02. Christian Dadarian, the Killer Bees, and the whole crew, the Rizza, the Jizza. The old dirty bastard, inspect the deck, you gone. The ghost face killer, the method man, wrecker the chef, the master killer, Lord Messiah, Lavon, the pro cipher, uh, 12 o'clock and the 62nd assassin. That's the whole crew. Well prepared. Wow, good job, Pete. You read that nicely. Yeah, I have more. The fourth disciple. Um, Christian's second boom of the season. He is now tied for fifth overall with four. Um, it was the seventh highest score of the season. Good for you. This boom ranks 20th out of 52. Shout out to Larkin and Spates. Spates getting up there, flirting with the boom. He uh sprayed some banaka, but couldn't couldn't get the kiss. Beast of the week. Any uh guess there? Oh, you guys are lively. All right. Uh it is, 
What now? It was CD Lamb. Mike, did you call Mike? Oh, the, yeah. that, the kid asked to guess and he just got it ready for it. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't losing. <laughs> Can we guess? So far, you haven't guessed that either. So CD Lamb, uh, 48 points. Uh, second time CD Lamb's on the list. He was on it uh, back in 2021. Um, this one ranks 24 out of 52. Hopkins and AJ Brown finished second and third, but we don't need to talk about those. I think Gabe Davis had a good week too, right, Pete? Yeah, they all did. My bench had a wonderful week. Going deep. All right, that's enough. Uh, Travis Etienne, 56 yards rush. Short one. Yeah, it was uh, dead last among all of our all of our qualifying going deeps. Oh, excuse me, DeAndre Hopkins and Raheem Shahid, which you really got to think about what his parents were thinking when they named him, but. They had a 61 yarder and a 58. Neither were started, so they don't count. So ETN 56 yards. Ooh, this beer is making me burp. Scoring summary. Do you have any guesses? Uh, the last three weeks were 139, 130, 134. A little higher this week. Uh, no, 133. Casey, pay attention and stop sending me reels on Instagram. <laughs> you like that one. You like that one. All right, yeah, maybe later. Week eight, 141, the highest of the season, week, believe it or week. not. Yeah, so uh, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it bumps our season average up one point. So the good job, league. seems to be like the average score is about uh, 135. And the magic number, Mike, 140. If you hit that, you'll win 85% of the time. Still there. Love the magic number. That's it. All right, well, Pete, thanks as always for our review. Let's get to some game reviews. First one was the... Former number one versus number two seed ends up in a blowout. Back-to-back -back weeks of a struggling team. Casey, no Jefferson, kind of no cop. You do you do game reviews, right, Pete? Coupless. Go. Mike, I do whatever the hell you want. DeVito, you defend your top spot with a 50-point win. Uh, this evens this the five-year series at five and five. I'm not going to say too much about reviews because who cares? But Casey is the lowest scoring team in back-to-back -back weeks. Oh. Prior to that, not one team in the league has been the lowest scoring team more than once. Casey has done it back-to-back -back weeks. Congratulations. Set new good records. Record. Yeah. Good record. Case. Yeah. You guys stunk. Awful. Comment. Um, did some tinkering with the rosters past week. Um, I still like the moves that I made. Uh, I think some of the roster decisions this week um, getting a little too cute. I'm getting hurt. Not just by injuries on my team, but by injuries to my wide receivers quarterbacks. Mm. And that's been the most frustrating part so far. I do think uh after getting shellacked this week, I just need to be patient. I do I still like my team. Well, thankfully you get to go up against the reeling hey, chosen one. Yeah, something's gotta give this next week, Mike. I'm looking forward to each time. Real Steve, cupcake. Steve, we every schedule gets one win automatically. This is cases this week. Steve, you have had the Tyree Kill, AJ Brown colossal stack that's carried you through the season. Combined 30 plus 40 gives you 72 guys hit you more than two thirds of the way there. Give us your reaction to the game. This one was never in doubt. Your win over case. No, and and the other thing I'm really liking is Joe Burrow looked like he's back. He did. He did. He looked really good against San Francisco. Um, and this is with Tony Pollard doing next to nothing recently. So yeah, he sucks. Uh, week week 10 is not going to be pretty. Not to jump ahead, having Hill and Brown both on a bye. But um, good to get a win this week. Well, congratulations to you, Steve. You deserve it. Number one seed. You and the Killer Bees nipping in some heels. Speaking of the Killer Bees, we'll go to his game second. It was the boom of the week. 
it was another competitive game for Jeff in a loss. Pete, I don't know if you have that statistic. I feel like Jeff has had some pretty big performances in some losses. Needless to say, he sits now at 504-4. The Killer Bees move up to second place with the win over the Rides. Well, well, Dejarian jumps Casey in the standings with a huge win over Jeff, who was uh, a popular upset pick. We all picked Jeff to win. A lot of them out of story. Anyway, uh, five-year series is even at uh, is even at four and four now with the uh, Dedarian win. In the last month, October was very good to Christian Dedarian. He put up uh, three top twenty scores in the four weeks of October. So wow. he has been money in October. Uh, not excited to see November come. Uh, he moved into third in the league in scoring behind Devito and Casey. And as we all know, Casey fading very fast with those. Pajama pants on right there. Look at those things. You big pajama pant guy, Casey? I have like two pairs. To the ankles. To Pete, the ankles. Pete, stop talking with your mouth full. It's rude. Do you wear yeah. pants to bed? Um, Sometimes. Oh, no way. I can't wear pants to bed. It gets twisted around everything. I don't wear, I wear socks to bed often. I like you wear my, socks? Like, yeah. Socks. I let my feet breathe. But sometimes I wear pants. It's comfortable. I wear socks and everyone thinks I'm crazy. I think you're crazy. Oh. Steve? Oh, yeah. No, I'm with you. You're a free bird sleeper, Steve. I can tell. A lot of insulation. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of free birds. No pants, no socks. Steve. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It's a, hey, I didn't hey, wear shorts. I said no pants. It's a kid's show, Steve. Steve. It's a good tidy whities like dad style. Just no, no, no. So, so Steve, he gets, the, he gets the first place, and he's going free bird. Right, move on. Let's go back to the game. Steve, Pete commented on the run Darian's had. He's done it with a wildly below average Bijan Robinson. Huge win for the Darian. Top to bottom roster still looks good. What do you think his reaction is as he gets another victory in the boom of the week? The Darian had a big loss this week, though. With Kirk Cousins out with a torn Achilles, he's got two of his big uh, big guns in Addison and Hawkinson. He's kind of benefited from that Jefferson injury, but now without Kirk Cousins, that's going to really hurt Hawkinson and Addison, I think, moving forward. Uh, but he's done it without, you know, Bijan Robinson really doing a heck of a lot the last couple of weeks, too. I mean, Jalen Hurts is awesome. awesome. I love his roster. Duddy, I, I, I'm a little afraid for Duddy because, you know, Jonathan Taylor, I think he was kind of looking at him is is coming back and going to take over and Zach Moss has still just been hanging around there and splitting duties with him. The other thing is you play Arizona. Hold on. You play Arizona and Jackson and Flowers do next to nothing and they scored 31 points. Is he still talking? Anybody else have a comment? Steve, you yeah, just did the whole thing. All right, move on. Steve, you're out on the next game. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. I'm very confused. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Case, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, can you can you sit still for like two seconds? It's like to complain about others, but he's not here. My computer, yeah, I could hear the whole time. My computer that I tracked the picks on, it went out, so I had to get the battery to plug it in so I can follow the picks. And then I had to go to use the restroom. I did that all while Steve was talking. What kind of hat do you have on? That's not fair. You have to sit through Steve's stuff like everyone else does. Charge of the Wales Wildcats. Hey, when you're a good Johnson and Wales story, one time we were in college, we was in Providence, Johnson and Wales in PC, we were around the same area. And my buddy Nate Dyer, love that guy, started getting into argument with these random kids. And I was like, shout, hey, out to Nate. shout out to Nate. It was like four in the morning and they start yelling at each other. I'm like, Nate, can we just go to bed? And he's like, I bet you they go to JWU. Guess what the guy's line was in the middle of the argument? And he goes, Don't talk to me. I'll make a tenderloin. It'll melt your balls off. Done. <laughs> wow. 
That's the ultimate Jeff Johnson and Wales line. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to bed. Way to go, man. Oh. All right, well, look, speaking <laughs> of a tenderloin whose balls melted off, the chosen ones, gross. I just I was next and it was a good segue. I know it shouldn't technically be next, but Breen's off the Breen's off the Schneid. Big week for his Josh Allen, Jalen Waddle. Disappointing week for Kaleli and his quarterback run works. Nothing else did. Give us the review of Breen over Kaleli. Yeah, nothing, nothing really big to say here. Breen ends uh, a two-game winning streak for Mike, so uh, that's over. Um, and the five-year series is uh, tied at 5-5. Five, five. Uh, 127 was Breen's second highest score of the season. He did score 137, um, but it was in a loss to Jeff in week four. So relatively good game for Kevin. Bad coaching, guys. I should have won this game. I did, Pete. You and I talk about this. We have different strategies. I never look at the guy's roster I'm playing. I just play who I want to play. I try ah, to capitalize on scores. Big this mistake. Week, this week, I should have looked and said, Breen's going to fight to get to 130. I shouldn't be worried about booming. Christian Watson is a boom play. I should have gone. I should have gone floor play. Deontay Johnson should have been my lineup. That that should have got me a victory. I saw it before the weekend, and I was making the. I cost myself a victory. It's a sad podcast group here. Other than who, Mike? No, Devito. I'm not nervous, Steve. <laughs> no, does the Leonard Fournette signing with uh, Cook make you the least no. bit worried? No, because he Cook's not on the field a lot. Like, Fournette's going to take um, Latavius Murray's carries. Like I mean, the other. Running back stink. No, it doesn't bother me. Cook's not a volume guy. I'm more worried about Puka Nakuka and Saquon Barkley not having quarterbacks anymore. So those I'm more worried about because I already have DJ Moore who doesn't have a quarterback. Now I have Deontay Johnson who has – I have a lot of really bad quarterbacks to deal with. So <laughs> this will be a fun one with me and Case this week. I don't want to talk too much. Congrats to Kevin. Good win for him. When I knew I was going to lose when Jalen Waddle caught that gimmick touchdown at the end of the Patriots game, got over 100 yards, got a touchdown. And I said, I'm in trouble because I have a couple matchups I didn't love. But that's it. Yeah. Good yeah. job, Kevin. Game number three, four, Pete. Going to you. Oh, uh, Big week for Lloyd. The Red Room continues its ascension over the league. Should have slept red, everyone. Lloyd tramples DeLuca, 174-129. Pete, give us the review. His, uh, his first win against me in franchise history. So uh, uh, one and four now for Lloyd. Congratulations. Welcome. Uh, I had 142 on my bench. Lloyd had 113 on his. So this was a scoring spree. Um, in addition to Lloyd having the second highest scoring uh, uh, amount in the league. this year. Uh, Larkin has won four in a row. I looked it up. This has never happened in Ross Grimaldi or wow. uh, Lloyd history. So good for Lloyd. Four in a row. Uh, Ross did win five out of six to start 2018, which I was extremely freaked out about. 2018, he won Five out of six, he won three, and then he won two. Um, but then he lost eight straight end season. <laughs> and he finished the year like eight and nine, or five and nine. Anyway, uh, best start or uh, best run in franchise history. So congratulations, Lloyd. Oh, good. Pete, go uh, go over your decisions now in hindsight. Miles Sanders, you might not be able to play. He seems somewhat unplayable. Pacheco feels like a bad play. You look back at the decisions you made, got cute with Hopkins. Just give us your synopsis of what you think you did wrong and how you still hit 130, but should have had more. Yeah, well, 130, I still feel pretty good about, especially without the uh, quarterbacks getting in, without getting above 20. Hopkins, I, I faded because I thought uh, they had a backup quarterback going in. I didn't know that this kid was going to be slinging it all over the place. Now this kid's like, throwing it down the field. You look great. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I should have known after Thursday night football when Gabe Davis had, a, I think Gabe Davis is used, is being used in a much different manner than he was being used the first six weeks of the season. Um, they're starting to use him in a much different uh, area. When I saw that, I think Gabe Davis, it's going to be hard for me to take him out of the lineup. Um, but when I look at my roster this week, it's like Hopkins and Lockett, same exact thing. Hurt might not play again. Hopkins going on Thursday night is kind of scary, but we can get into it in the previews. But I think I'm just going to plug them in going forward. I've learned my lesson from last week. Comes back to an interesting chat we had last week on the podcast, which is how much do you go on recent results versus the collection of a couple games? Lloyd's got to be feeling good. A couple of the guys on his team have been popping over the last couple weeks. Huge night for CD carries him. But top to bottom, good performance by Dan Steen. How much you want to bet he's got Johan Dotson in his lap this week? Can't blame him if he does. Should. That's for sure. Yeah. Chase is starting to show life with the Bengals showing life. Brees Hall is getting healthy, getting back to form. Those two guys are scary. Dan's rounding into form here midseason. It's good to see. Good to, good to have you in there. Steve, you did a lot of talking last game. I'll have you, you kick off the next one, buddy. So let's finish up our review um, with the toilet bowl. Nine versus eight. These guys are in the toilet bowl. One of them next week as well. Spates. <laughs> good game. Knock on. Tickling with the boom at 173. Demolishes. Davida, I'm going to go to you first, Steve, talking about Davida's team. So get that, get this stuff ready. Give us a review, Pete. Oh, uh, CJ pounds Andy. It was the blowout of the week. Um, CJ six and five against Andy in the last five years. Uh, 173, CJ's highest score of the season, ranks 10th among all the scores this year. So CJ throwing up a top 10 score. Um, the, his previous high was 145. That was ranked 31st. So big jump for CJ in scoring. Steve. We talked last week about Davida's teams and the running backs. If the Chiefs suffer, that's what happens to Andy's roster. I think he's got to be feeling a little worried because that's another week where his team doesn't perform. He falls to three and five. Doesn't have that many room now for losses. Give us the reaction as you look at Andy's team coming out of the week. Uh, I actually think the firing of McDaniels could light a fire under some of these Vegas players, which is going to play a big role for him. Uh, Kansas City's not going to have that that type of vomit game that they just had again against Miami. That's going to be a shootout. So that, I think they're going to rebound. I I, I know David is three and five, but his team's too good to to stay down there. He's he's going to rebound. Hey, some some team has to finish in eighth, Steve. That's all I'll say. Hey, Case, in 2018, the first game of the season, Ross won 85 to 64. Do you want to guess who he beat? Me. He beat you. You guys scored 64 points. Way to go. <laughs> Um, let's get your is, thoughts. Is this, is this your way of just slamming me before you admit that I was right about the Denver defense call this last week? Can you I believe I wasn't on you? I wasn't on you. Am, am I the only one that picked space? I said Denver's defense was going to slow them down. Oh, even a blind <laughs> girl finds a nut. All right, just, just a second. Just, kind of like I'm the only one that picked me against you, but who's counting? You flipped the pick at the end, Steve. Doesn't right. matter when it can, doesn't matter you're when it happens. You're a flip flopper. You're a flip flopper. Now is the same as a pick. I don't really want your analysis on the game. Case, tell us how we didn't picks this week, and then we'll get to the preview of week number nine. Guys, guys, you back? The worst, yeah, pick em in pick em history. We uh went four and 16. Wow, that's really four bad. and 16. We Who's oh? There's some offers in there. There's one offer. Pete DeLuca. Yeah. For the second time this season, 
and third time overall. So still not last. Yeah. When I saw the 0-5 that happened a couple weeks ago with P, it's like, okay, maybe just a blip on the pick and radar. He backs it up three weeks later with another 0-5 spot. So then I decided, hey, I'm going to go back in history, see who else has gone 0-5 in the history of the pick Nobody. Pete is the wow. only one, and he leads it by a three-week margin. He is he's done it three times, and nobody else has, has ever challenged. The challenge right there to be that wrong. I mean, yeah. like, he was he's a big player. Guys, we got four picks right. We got zero superlatives right. It was literally the worst pick'em in pick'em history. Nice. Thanks for tracking. Thanks for tracking. Thanks for keeping track of that case. I'm glad you got the battery back in that computer. Let's get some batteries back in this podcast. Sponsored this next section by Energizer. <laughs> they keep going and going and going and going and go. Is that Energizer? Sounds like my analysis. You would you more a Duracell guy or Energizer guy, Mike? Probably Duracell, to be quite honest with you. I like the copper top commercials better. Din, dun, din. Right? Yep. Thank sure. you very much. All right. We got a weird game collection of games this week for folks following at home. As we do every week when we're deciding what the game of the week is. Case, what do we do? We add. We add up the numbers. Smallest number wins. We got a 9. We got an 8. We got a 19. Toilet bowl. We got a 9. We got a 10. So there's no 1 versus 2, 1 versus 3, 2 versus 3. Our game of the week, not an exciting one. This could be a loser leaves town for one of these teams, though. Our top dog in back-to-back week, Steve DeVito, the 1 seed, takes on the Orange Crush, the 7 seed. Battle up. I was not the top dog last week. Case was. No, you were. You I was, were. Second last I was a two seed. No, you were. It was me. You were in the one. Oh, I thought Case had me in points last week. No. Just make the analysis when we come to you, weather boy, That's Al fine. Roker. Pete, give us the preview. The Bungles versus the Crush. The Battle of Marty's Kitchen. The, the debate between who will wash dishes and who will bust tables. Who usually won what? Oh, I, I was I was a dishwasher. Steve was in the back. They they kept the pretty ones out front. No, you're in the window. <laughs> that was true. That was true. Towards the end, so many people quit that they just put me on the window. They needed both of us. To- <laughs> 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 All right, I am five and two against Steve in the last five seasons. Um, this year, Steve is the top scoring team, and I'm ninth. What? All right, key to the game is uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, this is a, I am a firm believer in revenge game narratives and this one's going against Kansas city and, uh, I'm already scared. It's given me nightmares, uh, the last two nights. So I'm really scared about it. Tyreek Hill has scored a four straight game. So terrible key to me. Uh, Kyla Murray. I don't think he's going to play this week. Um, when I'm looking at the schedule, I think that week nine against Cleveland looks bad. I think it's a better bet to see him uh, at home against Atlanta in week 10. So I'm going to pick Steve and I'm going to lock him in and I will let him wash the dishes in the back and not have to deal with uh, <laughs> deal with the people up front. So Steve, we got some cues on Pete's roster, but I also just like you as the opponent of Pete, just to comment on as you look against who you're playing, where your worries are as you see, see, see Pete's roster stacked up and who's your pick. So, Hopkins does scare me because he now has a quarterback. And we saw that last week with Levis. He might not play. Ah, uh, he's gonna play. He'll play. I don't see him. Levis. Levis. Levi's Levi's L-E-V-I-S, however you like to pronounce that. Whatever. Um, so I think the Sunday night game is gonna be very interesting. So I think that is gonna be a shootout 
between Cincinnati and Buffalo. And if Gabe Davis can have another big week, that, that could easily make this game very, very interesting. Um, I, I'm going to take myself in this one. I do think that um, Pete does have a couple of matchups that could sway um, one way or this, this matchup one way or another, but I just think uh, the firepower is just there for one more week. No surprise. The nature of sway. Case. Yes. The top of the top of Steve's roster has been the best top of roster team so far this year. You could argue the bottom of Pete's roster and the way he's assorted and structured his team, taking flyers and then trading them the next day, has made the <laughs> bottom of his starting roster relatively formative. So this week I can make an argument that's still not the case. But you have two different styles. Top heavy Steve. I did not mean that the way it came out. About the head, promise. Great segue. Great. I felt, it, I felt it come in, and I'm there. Where Pete is doing his is a, of a collection of assets and trying to build from the bottom. Do you think of those two strategies, you can see an upset from Team DeLuca and make your pick? I don't, I don't think so. Not in this week. I, I mean, if you look at an eight-week sample now, Pete's the second highest, uh, second lowest scoring team in the league. That's a pretty big gap to try to pull out against the highest scoring team with the highest performing top end of his roster. So I think it's too big a hurdle to climb for Pete this week, especially when he has guys like Brandon Cooks in there. Like that's a real Hail, Hail Mary tossing. He's got some guys on buys that his options are limited to to get the right combination. So I'm taking Steve. Steve is my lock this week. I'm going to follow the Steve Locke train. You want to play instead of Brandon Cooks? It's going to be a clean sweep. Uh, oddly enough, I like the Cooks play. I think you yeah, have to throw on Philadelphia to beat them. I think Dallas showed last week they would much prefer to throw than they would to run. To me, it's Steve's roster is too top heavy. To me, the way you win this game, Pete, is you need two things to happen. I think Thursday you need a you need Hopkins to have a 20 point night, touchdown, 100 yards, something like that, and you need post. Is it London or Germany this week? Germany. Germany. You need post Germany, Pacheco to outscore Hill. That slowed down. That to yeah. me, if, if those two things could happen, I can get behind you a little bit. I can feel like that's a possibility. I think without that, you're you're shooting at barrels. That's not the right saying. I'll take Steve. I'll lock him in. Yeah, because <laughs> if, if Hill does well, <laughs> it takes if if Hill and Pacheco, whichever one does well, takes the other person out of the game. So Peter, you gonna make another maneuver? You gonna you gonna try to throw love in there again? Because that has uh, been downhill for quite some time. No, I like love this week. LA's given up the second most points, fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last two weeks. So he has a good matchup, even though season long, it doesn't look that good. If you listen to those stupid talking heads that you follow along for 25 years that haven't won you a championship, Brian, you probably wouldn't notice that. What's that? that well, Peter, don't worry about it. The crazy, the crazy part about what Peter said, though, is if Pacheco is running the ball, that means Hill is going to be getting more looks because he's coming from behind. Exactly. So in a very weird twist, it's almost like you would prefer Pacheco to be in that 10-point low scoring area because that's going to bring Hill down too because they're not throwing the ball as much. Yeah, I don't see a way to win this game, quite frankly. The only way I could see it is if Cooks comes with a long shot at the end because of uh, just just it, the way that the, the games end at the, at the end of the day. Cooks and Davis would have to hit big ones for a comeback win, which I don't think I'm going to do. All right. Well, I wish you both well. Let's go to the second game of the pod. Actually goes right into that Packers-Rams game. 
You've got the two pod members, Steve Manguso's backcourt. You've got Puka Nakuka versus Cooper Cup. <laughs> the <laughs> battle of third. Well, talk, about, talk, about, talk about an intimidating backcourt. I Puka called Nakua. Puka Nakua the other day in public, and somebody yelled at me. It's Puka Nakua. That's his name. I call isn't him Puka it, Nakuka. Isn't it Puka Nak Nakua? Nakua. Puka uh, Nakua. I definitely said something racist in front of everybody. Oh, it's, it's yeah. Well, speaking of racist, Case. Is that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the preview of this Casey versus Kaleli battle of third versus sixth. Okay, Mike, you are 6-0 and oh against Casey in the last five seasons. Do you know that? Wow, I did not know that. That's Casey, terrible. did you know that? Uh, no. Is that now? Uh, Casey's last win was week eight, 2017, and Mike had Andrew Luck on a bye, so he had to play Andy Dalton. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was the only reason he lost that one. That, pretty crazy. I didn't realize that. Um, but this year, Casey, you are the second highest scoring team, and Mike, you're seventh. So forget all about that. Um, P for Mike, Dak Prescott threw up 350 and three touchdowns in its matchup against Philly in 2022. Um, he didn't play him at Philly. He played him in Dallas. But anyway, uh, he also had 300 yards and five touchdowns in a 2021 playoff game against Philly. So what I'm trying to get at here is Dak lights up Philadelphia. Um, James Cook, you know, they just signed Fournette, which I don't think will be a big deal, but it is going to be on Sunday night football. You know, it's going to be a focus. I bet he has a good game. Um, and then he has uh, a couple weeks after that to capitalize on. So I am going to go with Mike in the upset. Um, even though Mike will be seven and zero against them in the last five years, I don't know how much of an upset that will be. Steve, I'll go to you first in case I'll do the cross matchup analysis for you and I to comment on each other. Um, I like four pretty key cues here and then there's major and i mean major quarterback injuries that case and i are going to have to overcome so just give us your analysis on the guys we have in the roster i feel like both my guys are playing i don't know if case feels similarly and where you think the injury matchup tilts one side towards the other uh so you'd think that looking at the matchups case has with cup cooper and adams against those three defenses he would have an edge here but like you just said, his the quarterbacks for those three guys are, are terrible. I look at your roster, Mike, and I think about if Cup has now has uh, no number one quarterback he's going against because they traded Green Bay traded for Sewell Douglas. So there's really no number one corner there. So their number two is going to take with Cup. I think that helps you with Puka Nakuka. Um, <laughs> and, I said this, and I said this earlier, I think That's T. Higgins has a big night. It's going to be a shootout on Sunday yes. night. Uh, I'm taking Mike. I think this has the the uh, high scoring game written all over it. Mike, I'm taking you to boom. Wow, no chance. Case, wow. um, I appreciate you guys feeling this good about my roster. I don't feel this good. Case, you look at it's, my. It's not as much about your roster as it is. The, the yeah, I, struggles think case right. I think they're misreading you a little bit. Case, case, you look at my team. Biggest concern and guy you worry is going to potentially tilt in my favor and then give us your pick on the game. The guy that I'm most worried about on your roster is Saquon. I think Vegas is in a really tough spot. They just fired their GM and half their coaching staff. Um, I think the Giants are in desperation mode. I think Saquon showed something this past week. I think he's due for, for a big breakout game. So he's the one I'm most nervous about on your, on your roster. I, so I have two worries when I look at you. One, we have both Rams receivers with a new quarterback. 
that quarterback targeted Cooper Cup 40% of his dropbacks. He did not target Puka Nakua. So maybe Steve Jair Alexander goes on Cup and it changes that. But if I'm a young quarterback who needs a safety blanket, I do worry that Cup will be back in his 16 target, 11 catches, 85 yards, and you get like 600 points in our league. And I have a sneaky suspicion that Devonta Adams is about to walk into whoever his new coach's room is and say, hey, bro, throw me the ball. By the way, Casey, did, you, did you see the two incomplete passes? Oh, it was, it was dreadful. Awful. Awful. He literally missed two wide open 98 and 75 yard touchdowns. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the game. I'm going into it. I'm going to like, all right, I need uh, Devante and Amonra to have like 50 point games and Goff somehow not score a lot. And Goff smoked out a ton and Amonra still had like a bunch of catches. And then Devante, like Garoppolo, nowhere near the freaking guy. Did you see the video of um, Adams on the bench saying that he was tired of this effing mm-hmm. stuff? That, yeah. I, I, I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. He said he's, a, he said he's, he's, he's an effing dude. Yeah. He is not pleased. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'll just look at this a little closer. Do you know that uh, of all my wide receivers I'm playing, I think the only guy that has the original QB right now is Mike Mike Evans with Baker Mayfield. I don't know if I count the young deal, but. Not Thielen. Thielen's got Bryce. Bryce Young. It's a it's a rookie. But you got four. You have four backup quarterbacks going this week. I will make my pick. I I am going to pick Case in this game. I am. I'm probably not going to get my superlatives or picks right. I'm going to annotate that I might want Case to boom, um, but I'll take Case. No superlatives at the moment. Maybe I'll circle back. Case, who's your pick? Yeah, I, I don't know what uh, Davio, you picked me to boom or pick Chloe to boom. I don't, I don't know what. Uh, what, what I think this is going to be an extremely low-scoring game. I think this is going to be terrible to watch, Mike. I think the only saving grace that I have is I have Herbert on Monday against the Jet defense, so I wouldn't expect a lot, but I think it might be enough to put me over. I'm, I'm seeing like a one twelve to one oh eight type game out of the two of us this week. No. We'll be in the 130s. I'm no, taking this south country. No, just be careful. There's a red thing next to it in New York. Apparently, it might rain. Steve didn't comment on it, but they have they have turf. They have turf. Doesn't matter. Cross country like, bad weather there's, there's, in November, though. Yeah, it's not gonna be good. Uh, let's go to our third game. There's a good one. Four versus five seed. Um, the Orchids at the moment sit at the fourth playoff spot. A lot of games left. Not projecting that's going to happen. Taking on the fifth seed, Jeff Innes. Uh, Pete, give us the preview of Lloyd versus Innis. I think this should be the the real game of the week, but we obviously uh, we have a we have a formula, proven formula, we have a formula. But this should be the this is probably one of the most important games of the season for uh, for both teams. Jeff four and zero against Lloyd since uh, twenty twenty one has never lost. Uh, don't uh, don't look now. That didn't go well for me last week. So um, this year, Jeff is fifth. Uh, highest scoring in the league. Lloyd is sixth. This is a, they're pretty even matchups, not going to lie. Jeff holds the advantage in um, team members with weird first names. Alvin, Pop, Zay. He has two tanks. And uh, Mikol. Uh, the key to this game, I think, is C.D. Lamb. Uh, if I'm predicting big things for Dak, that obviously means a big thing for C.D. Lamb. He was beast of the week last week. I think it's another one. And uh, Jamar Chase against Buffalo. They just got toasted by Evans and Godwin last week for a touchdown each. I'm going to take Larkin five in a row. And uh, sorry, I'm keeping you awake, Casey. But um, I'm going to take Larkin for uh, five in a row, which would be a new franchise mark. Casey, do you need a second or you want me to go to Steve first? Hey, you, you want a coffee or something? Jeez. I'm ready. I'm ready. 
different times. Innes on the had, Innes, this is this is not the week I think Innes is most excited about his team because he's got McCaffrey as stunning a buy. Looks like he made a move to acquire Michael Thomas to get him in the lineup. He wants a piece of that Chicago defense. I can confirm he did. I can confirm. Right, I feel like that was the right. Um, and he's got a potential dart throwing Pop Douglas. Talk to me about what you think is going on in Innes's head as he tries to replace the McCaffrey boom. And who's your pick? Yeah, these these are the weekends that scare you if you're following Innes's strategy where one of your big guns is out. So you're going to need a, a performance out of the bottom of your lineup that you don't typically uh, anticipate or get. So it, it's interesting to see. Um, I think Lloyd is red hot. I think his team makes a lot of sense. I think that we're going to see Jahan Dotson there somewhere, maybe for Drake London or something like that, since it's going to be a new quarterback in Atlanta, Dan. Um, but I think Brees Hall, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, it's starting to come together for Dan. And Tua, Kansas City, two high-flying offenses, I'm taking Lloyd. Boom, Lloyd, boom. Steve, you didn't even put your hand up. I was going to you next. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I'll with McCaffrey out, this is, this is going to hurt. And I was actually saying how many guys he just giving him a little repeat back there. Um, I, I I love Lloyd's team, and I said this about Higgins. I'm going to say the same thing about Chase. Uh, that's going to be a high-scoring game Sunday night. And Brees Hall, the Chargers stink against the run. I know they had a good game against Chicago. Chicago is terrible. Uh, Brees Hall and Chase are going to carry him. I got Lloyd. That's it. I got Lloyd, and Lloyd is my lock. I, I was going to say, you, 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 the tonation didn't make it seem like you were ending your sentence, and you looked at me like I should have known you were ending your sentence. No, no, no. C Case was trying to signal something ridiculous, so I just wanted to make sure he got his two sentences. Can I ask you about the Drake London queue? It seems like he's genuinely questionable, might not play. You think Lloyd benches him and London's in against a tough New England secondary, or what do you think Lloyd does there? Uh Gonna have to see how the week goes, but I could actually see him playing Smith and Jigba because he had a big week this week, and Lloyd likes to uh, follow those trends. I gotta say, as somebody who watched a lot of Commanders games, Tyler Haneke, Haneke, whatever his name is, is a I, good I, is a good fantasy. Wait, I, no, I think it's Nakua. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's Haneke. Well, if, if I'm Lloyd, by the way, I'd rather play Palmer uh, instead of Rice. I know that 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 game. With Miami could be a shootout, but uh, Palmer's been really coming on recently. Well, if you guys are in other leagues, Heineke is a good fantasy quarterback, and I would invest. I, I would go and get Falcons players if I could right now. London, especially the tight end, he was very good with Logan Thomas. I bet yeah. Kyle Pitts would have a big boost in Atlanta. Hey, who do you guys think listens to the podcast and gets the most frustrated by the analysis we have on their teams? Lloyd. Mostly girls on my online dating profiles. Devito. <laughs> 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 so I think you guys missed the, the, the only some I'm going to take in this is my upset of the week here and I think you missed two key spots that weren't discussed on this game the first one was Kenneth Walker has been supplanted by Chardonnay it's not his name but I don't know his name Chardonnay is close enough Chardonnay. As, the, Chardonnay. as the lead back in Seattle and Brees Hall yes he did have a good week he had one massive catch that was 60 yards that I just can't imagine that happens. I'm just taking Jeff from an institution game here. He's had a couple great weeks with Kamara. Lamar Jackson was dreadful last week, and he still put up 140. I think Jeff is in a sneaky spot. He's going to surprise some people with McCaffrey out. I'll make the prediction now. Pop Douglas scores a touchdown this week. I love the play by Jeff. I'm taking Jeff in an upset of my pick. Ooh. Ooh. 
Let's go, Jeff. You and you and me, Jeffrey. Hey. You know, right. who, gets, you know who gets the most upset over the pod analysis is anyone that Mike feels that sure about ass space. <laughs> I can't go to Spades to the toilet bowl. It's nine versus ten. It's the worst game of the season. Like, uh, we're gonna go to the next game. Two versus eight. We got to Darren versus Davida. Battle of the Killer Bees versus the Blue Bloods. Pete, give us a preview. Christian oh, five and two Andy. against Andy. What? <laughs> Isn't a full roster in? Hey, when are you gonna get used to this? You can you can piece it together. He's got five it's players. Wednesday. He's got anyway. three more days. Um, Christian's five and two against Andy in the last five seasons. Uh, Dadarian, third highest scoring uh, team. Davida is fourth, which is kind of funny because he's the eighth seed. Fourth highest scoring team, eighth seed. Anyway, key to this game, Mahomes, international game. Um, the Kansas City-Miami game is going to be the highest implied total of the weekend. That means it's got the highest over-under, highest point spread. That means that Vegas thinks it's going to be the most points scored. Davida has a lot of players in this game, including Mahomes. And I think it's going to pay for him. Jacobs with uh, Vegas losing their coach. I think they're going to lean on him um, as a running back just because it's going to need to be a safe offense that they're going to have to run without a coach. Um, when you look at the rest of the team, Henry, Diggs, Kelsey, Adam Jones. I, honestly, we talked about DeVita not, have, not putting in his roster. He doesn't need to put in his roster. I think that those guys are good enough. Um, I'm going to pick Andy, and I'm going to pick him to boom. Whoa, that is a circle back. Bring back for Pete riding on his cousin. Steve, do you agree with the analysis of Pete? And who's his last spot in his roster? Is Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Tyler Boyd, and I agree. It doesn't matter because Mahomes <laughs> and Kelsey are going to have a great week. And Diggs, again, going off that Sunday night game, is going to have a, another bounce back week. Andy is my upset. Ooh. Case, a lot of people sleeping on at the moment, the hottest team in the league other than Steve, but, you know, Steve. Um, the guy had the nicest smile at Milford High School in the class of 2003. Does he have the nicest team for Case this week? Give me your sense of the Darien's team and a little bit of doubt settling in from the league. Yeah, a little bit of doubt settling in, and it's interesting because I was just talking about that Miami-Mahomes uh, matchup with the uh, um, Chiefs and Dolphins as a reason why I thought the uh, – dance team was going to boom um but while they're not playing denver's defense who what does slow them down i'm just going to go on a limb here i'm going to take christian i i don't have a ton of reasons why other than the rest of the pot has picked him so far and i think i want to go off off especially from the guy that goes zero and five half the time um i'm thinking just he's, he's going to pull one out either something happens in that minnesota addison hawkinson thing with the backup they go ultra conservative Addison in the slot, tight end, high target volume. Um, Pitts gets the Heineke bump that Pete was just talking about. And maybe Bichon shows back up again uh, with a backup quarterback in, maybe a little more run heavy, get him in space. I'm going to go Christian. Why not? So getting Christian similar to Jeff the week, his number one player, that being Travis Etienne so far this season is out, is a pretty good break for Andy, so I think you have to look at that and say Andy gets to take on the second place team without his best player. At the same time, Andy's one of his most consistent players has been Ayuk, and he's out. So do the buys even each other out? Maybe this one for Jadarian comes down literally to your thoughts about how many points will be scored in the Miami and Atlanta game. He's got two guys on the Vikings. He's got two guys on the Falcons. And so if you think the defenses aren't very good and this game's in the 30s, I think the obvious pick is to Darren. If you think this game is in the teens, I think the obvious pick is to Vita. 
I think this game's in the 20s, so I think it's going to be close. I'll be with Case on this one. I'm going to take Christian. I like a couple of his matchups, um, and I think he continues to separate from a coaching perspective. I think this is the game of Bijan. He'd be my pick to be the highest scoring player of the week if I had to go on him. I'll take Christian. Total opposite of you. Wow. I'll take Christian. Uh, speaking of total opposite, whoa, whoa, toilet bowl. Flush it down the toilet, Steve. <laughs> Nine versus ten. Spades on a hot streak, 175 last week, projected 111. His bench is projected, oddly enough, for 176 points. Pete, give us the preview. Spates versus Breen, 9 versus 10. 9 versus 10. This is as bad as it can get, right? You can't yep. get any worse than this. All right, yeah, CJ and Breen are 4-4 um, four and four in the last five seasons, so it's also tied to make it even less interesting. Um, and they're also the lowest-scoring teams in the league, if anyone's interested. So bet the under. This one's going to be a bad one. Um Key players, adopted Italian running back, Armari Di Marcardo. He's not important. I just wanted to say his name. Um, but aside from that, I think uh, Spates is getting healthier. 173 last week. I'm going to ride the hot hand. I'm going with Speed Jim. Steve, big Q with Josh Allen, who I thought was hurt, but he somehow scored 35 points last week. Um, I'm assuming he's playing in a primetime game, though I do think he needs to sit out sooner than later. And Mixon's in the same boat where I think his is probably more precautionary. It doesn't seem like injuries are going to take an effect on this game. Give me your thoughts on that and then make your pick. Two key players for, for Breen. Uh, Downs, is he going to continue to play well against a Carolina defense that has not been that great outside of last week against Houston? Um, we all know about the, the Kansas City-Miami game, but I think this is a Stevenson week for the Patriots. I think they're going to lead a little heavy uh, – especially now that um, Washington lost two defensive linemen, some new mix on the on that defensive line. I think that's going to play into uh, come into play there. I just don't think he's going to have enough firepower to beat Spates. Um, I think Spates wins uh, two in a row. I'm going to take CJ. Wow. So, Case, I think you look at both these teams, and they've been pretty disappointing year over year. If you had to give a quick analysis on their rosters, even though they are ninth and 10th in the league, on who you think they're – MVPs of the season so far have been nice preview for us as we get ready for next week our midseason preview. Um, excuse me, review. Uh, who's been the number one player on both of these rosters this year, and who's your pick for the toilet bowl? Oh man, um, I'm, I'm looking at Spates's roster because I was not primed for this question. It's kind of hard to find an MVP for him so far this year, and that's probably why he is where he is when you look at some of the names. Alave had a good start to the year, hasn't been around much. Eckler was hurt. You know, is it Minchu because Spates has won a game and Minchu was a starting quarterback? Like, does that just default the quarterback gets the gets the credit? Um, that might be reason why he is where he is. Honestly, Mike, that that question right there is the is the answer. For Breen, you know, Allen is his best player. Allen has played well, um, but his he's injury ridden, all that type of stuff. So to Steve's point. I think I, I need an upset, and I'm going to take Breen. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon for, for Breen this week. I think the Minshew-Downs combination favors the wide receiver. I like Steve's point about Washington's defensive line. Two guys out, two edge rushers. Stevenson gets on the edge this week, so we see a little bump from him. And I think in that uh, – Pete mentioned earlier about Jordan Love, Rams defense. I think Reed is going to be the beneficiary of that of that wide receiver mix in green Bay. And, and he had a, a decent week this past week. So I want to say Breen stays hot with the second win. He's my upset pick. Oh, thanks. Bates. 
Both these teams stink. I can't believe I lost a brain. I'm probably going to lose his face next time I play him. Yeah. You stopped. I mean, he almost got naked lapped. You you were the one that stopped it. I was the one that ruined that for everybody. Yeah, we all would have wanted to see him bring naked. He probably might be the lowest in the league if I want to see do a naked lap. But uh, no is it going to be skinny Breen or chubby Breen? If it's skinny Breen, I'm all in. Um, Olave is the highest scoring player in this game. I think for your question, the who has been Spates' MVP has actually been himself because he's taken the crown as the worst coach in the league. So he's got that going for him, which is yeah. best bench, best bench, best bench in the season. Um, So there we go. We've got our preview completed, picks done, case. Do we all do what we need to do? <laughs> Pete? <laughs> need a boom, Mike. Uh, give me Steve. Give me Steve. Safe. Lame. Give me um, case, then. Fine. Give me case. Case. You're my, you're my go. Lame. Lame. That, our game is definitely going to be low scoring now. Yeah. All right. Here we, we go. A lot of splitsies tonight, Fry. Yeah, actually, Mike, we should be feeling really good about our picks because Steve and Pete have the identical pick, and Pete is known for going over five. So, over. Oh, <laughs> so, like I just said, uh, Deluca and Davida have the exact same picks across the board outside of superlatives. They're both Aww. on Davido. They're both on Kaleli. They're both on Lloyd. They're both on Andy. They're both on Spates. All right, Mike, where you and I go off are. Um, we both chose me in our matchup. Um, you have Ennis, and we have CGD, and I'm solo on Breen for my upset pick. So we have a couple differentials, but we're much different than the two twins over there. Game on, baby. Twins. Week nine. Week, twins nine. week nine, here we go, guys. All right, so next week, just for folks listening in, we're going to do our midseason review talk about some superlatives talk about mvps on each roster they're oak lily and ivy really highly anticipated show highly anticipated show maybe we'll get the league involved maybe i'll send a nice text out to get the league involved and get some opinions i always like that you'll um, get and you'll get lloyd that's it no, thanks no all, everybody will reply to me everybody loves mike i offered a trade today i got a resounding and very quick no no thank you and oh, that's nice. Hey, Pleasure. by the way, should this be this isn't a, so we went back and forth a little bit. Me and this unsaid manager, I can let you guys guess. I don't care if I narc on people. So I texted Trey, blah, 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 and we go back and forth. And the last text I get is, "What's your deal? Are you going for a playoff run?" Offensive, Christian. Yeah, nice call. Thanks, Christian. <laughs> well, <laughs> for Christian, for Christian, for Case, for Steve, for Pete. Good luck in week nine, everybody. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Entering Milford, a fantasy football podcast. This show is available each Thursday on Spotify, through Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else podcasts are available. 